and come up with five dates. Start with dates, dates that you're really solid on. Um, and you want to have multiple dates because when you're looking for venues, you don't know who's going to be booked and who's not. And when you find that it venue, you want to be ready. Welcome to the Colorado Wedding Podcast, the ultimate place to plan your Colorado wedding. From luxury weddings to intimate elopements, we'll guide you through planning your wedding in the beautiful state of Colorado. We're your hosts, Josh and Brian, and we're here to give you insider tips and advice from all kinds of Colorado wedding experts. Join us and discover the best ways to reduce wedding stress and design your unique wedding day. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, we, this is Brian from Colorado Wedding Podcast, the ultimate place to plan your Colorado wedding. Today we are here with Brandy and she is an amazing, well she did wedding planning and now she is has more insight than anyone I've ever met about weddings. And so, yeah, of course. And um, now you're a consultant, right? I am. I'm doing consulting and I'm also working on some small digital books for people that are kind of concise and to the point so they don't have to read a Bible to get to the point that they're trying to figure out. That's awesome. That's exactly what we're here for. Like we're here to help brides in Colorado or people having a wedding in Colorado so that we don't have to like sweat about everything, right? And keep stress down. We're trying to keep the stress down. Absolutely. Yeah. They, the brides, uh, even the grooms get super overwhelmed. There's so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, today I think we're just going to cover like kind of where to start planning a wedding, right? Like, you know, that that's kind of the first point where we get the most questions, you know, even us as photographers and videographers, people asking, you know, where, what venue should they pick and all this other stuff. And, you know, how do we know if we should have a planner, if we should do this, if we should do that. And I think, um, you'll have some great insight about that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, so agreed, uh, people get engaged and then they're like, ah. <laughs> so I think one of the, one of the key points is to talk with your partner and come up with five dates, start with dates, dates that you're really solid on. Um, and you want to have multiple dates because when you're looking for venues, you don't know who's going to be booked and who's not. And when you find that it venue, you want to be ready. You want to be ready to have dates available so that you can start. Your venue is your your secure spot. That's yeah. where everything's going to happen. So you have to lock that in first. And it's really hard to lock it in if the one date you wanted isn't available and then you're you're fumbling. So always have a few dates in mind that are solid dates that you can work with. Awesome. And, and do you recommend like people talk to their family or do you think they like kind of like choose what they want to do? That is a great question. And I think that from the very beginning, you need to set boundaries. I think the person you need to talk to the most is your partner. Yeah. <laughs> and really set boundaries and also hard no's. Believe it or not, you can get to a lot of your yeses by determining your hard no's. So set the boundaries right away of who we're going to let have some, um, you know, some input in our wedding. But remember, it's your day. It's at the end of it. This is your day, your memory, and you're building your life with this person. So put all that into play before you involve anybody else. Have that really in-depth conversation with your partner. One of the things I do is I send a questionnaire to my clients Mm -hmm. and kind of have them banter these questions back and forth with each other. And the feedback I always get is, wow, that was so helpful. (laughs) We didn't think about any of these things. And it really started the conversation going in a good way. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's that's an awesome point. I don't think we've talked about that before. And it's like there are lots of people who can help you, right? Like family and friends. But sometimes it's too much help. Um, and yes. then, you know, then they feel more involved on the wedding day or they feel that, you know, they chose a certain thing that's important to them when um, maybe it's not important to you. So 
I think that's that's really good advice. Yes, definitely. And again, you also have a lot of people who say they'll do a lot of things <laughs> for that day and they don't necessarily. So delegating can be a little bit of a slippery slope. You want to definitely pick people that you feel very confident follow through. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so after picking some of those dates and trying to match it up with your venue, what's kind of the next step? The next thing is securing your main vendors. Um, you're going to have main vendors that are that are booked really frequently. So that would be your DJ, your photographer, um, your caterer, mm -hmm. and your florist. Those are your your big four. You want to get those locked in and make sure that they're accepted at the venue. Some venues have very strict guidelines and they won't allow any okay. vendor you choose. Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of work within those parameters, lock all that in. Then you can get more serious into the fun stuff. Okay. So those venues that have specific vendors, are those, is there a reason for that? Is it like because they work more smoothly or is it just like a... Yeah, it could be a, a varied amount of things. Some venues have a lot of rules. They have a ton of yeah. rules. They want things left a certain way and they put a lot on the caterers, etc. So when venues find kind of that magic mix of a great caterer that comes in and meets all their marks and, and also leaves the guests happy... Um, you know, when a when a venue has a preferred vendor list, I wouldn't say throw that out. You know, definitely okay. take a look because there's a reason they prefer them. Not always is it a great reason, but most times they've seen them do that job over and over and over again. So th there's a lot within that. Um, and then some just have very particular properties and there's a lot of guidelines around that and they have rules they have to follow. Therefore, they have to limit who comes in and who comes out. Right. So it could be smoother working with a vendor that is recommended by a venue. Um, but, you know, just like you said, sometimes it's good reason, sometimes it's bad. Like selfishly, as a photographer, we know there are some venues that have been using the same photographer for years and years and years. And, you know, they go to the same locations at the venue and they have the same you know process, which, you know, for me, I'm you know, we are always promoting like we want you to do your wedding your way. So Perfect. big wedding. Great. If you want a small wedding. Great. If you want to do this. Great. If you want to do that. Great. So um, it totally depends on the vibe of, you know, the bride or, or whatever your parts you want. percent, a hundred percent. There are some venues that are, um, you know, not, not to be rude, but they're a little more cookie cutter. They've got a lot of the work done for you, but it's also very systematic and it's not custom and it won't be, you know, specific to what you want. And some people prefer that yeah. and that's fine. But if you're really looking to customize your wedding, then you really want to find a venue that has a lot of flexibility and is willing to work with you and allow that. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And like I said, we like just to emphasize, like do your wedding the way you want to do your wedding because, yes. you know, I mean, how many times I'm sure you hear it all the time. It's like, well, you know, my, my mom did this. We should do this. Or what should we do the bunny hop? Or should we do like, you know, it's like you don't have to do anything. Like you don't have to do anything unless you want to do it. And I think that maybe we encourage, I hopefully don't encourage too much, but it's like if you like a thing, like if you love Frisbee and you want to throw a Frisbee on the aisle, like whatever that is awesome like Absolutely. you should I, I think you should lean into that i think more people should lean into it i think that makes it so cool 100 you know brian you and i have done quite a few weddings where i had my clients come to me and say hey we really want to do this thing and we pulled it off and we pulled it off with yeah you. and those are the money makers right those are those amazing things that are unique i mean we had a trash the dress and we're yes yes that, right? pool. that was trash the dress in the pool at the end of the wedding guys yes. not months later right but it was amazing. Oh, it was so awesome. It was so great. One of my most memorable weddings because of that. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I think that if if I could give you know that advice a hundred times, and I will give that advice a hundred times, is if you have a thing that you and your partner love and you've never seen at a wedding, that absolutely does not mean you can't do it. 
That means it, you should do it probably. A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. And another thing that I put um, you know, over and over again, and I say over and over again, don't force something. If it feels forced, you're gonna regret it. Yeah. If it, if it feels forced to you or your partner, that's that's a boundary you need to listen to and and then readjust. Don't let other people dictate your day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah, um, yeah we could harp on that for an hour. But it's like, do you do you do what <laughs> yeah. you want to do? It'll be better. It'll be better than worse for sure. And there's no crazy idea. You no, know? <laughs> no. Like we we can always make it work if we have to. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then after. The ven- like we, we know that the venue is like a huge, huge choice and it's going to impact a lot of your other choices, right? Because of you, size of your wedding, you know, date, obviously, um, you know, indoor, outdoor, all of that sort of stuff. So after that, like what are kind of, after you choose those vendors, is there is there kind of like the next step that gets into the, the other main wedding planning? Absolutely. So if you've picked your venue, the thing you need to look into is do they have tables, chairs, linens, stuff like that. That's another thing that fills up really fast. So if you have a venue where you're responsible for those things, you want to reach out to a rental company right away. And I recommend that you shop around. There's a lot of different prices and definitely go to the rental company and see the product. Okay. You know, uh, not all white chairs are created equal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, So that would be the next big thing is to make sure that you have your rentals. And um, if you have any special details, if you have anything, you know, I've done Indian weddings and they have butterfly releases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything very specific that you want, that's kind of a unique detail. You also want to look into that to ensure that the date that you've chosen is going to correlate with getting that done. OK, so those would be the big ticket items. After you've got that done, then you're you're well on your way. Awesome. And what, what do you think? So would that include like things that you need custom made, custom built, yes. that sort of thing? Yes. Anything that's um, unique, if you have a specific officiant that you want, if you're not just having a friend do it or it doesn't, you know, come with the package per se, then and I want to I want to go back your venue and your ceremony site. If your ceremony site differs, if it's at a church, what have you, that's something that you're going to have to line up with. the Oh, yeah. Right. So don't forget that if you're if you're doing two separate locations, which is common, um, then you want to make sure both of those are done at the same time and have the same date. Um, so then, yes, again, uh, anything custom made, custom shot glasses we've done, um, we've done custom dance cards, I mean, all kinds of things. Those things take time and you can't rush them. So you want to yeah. make sure you, you get ahead on that. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you do a project on your house, it's going to take three times longer than you think it's going to take or how are you more trips to Home Depot or Hobby Lobby or Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've heard horror stories of people having to tie things or whatever they're centered they're making their own centerpieces or their own yeah. backdrop for their wedding I or altar had a dad doing an arch then I yes an arch <laughs> yes that is a pretty common for your dad tell them that your wedding is a year before it actually is actually <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah i think that if you're going to do stuff yourself i think that's great you know you're probably going to save some money and it's going to be custom like we talked about but be aware that just like venues if you're going to do it yourself it's going to take longer it's going to take more work yes, and yes. possibly and more stress online make sure you give yourself ample time to receive it and possibly send it back if you need to right a lot of mistakes happen with the online ordering so that's another caveat is do all that stuff way ahead so you have plenty of time to to fix it if it's a miss that's awesome um yeah i think that's a great that's a great start and i think that um, your book probably is going to cover, a lot, like some of your books are going to cover a lot more of those details. Absolutely. I, I have uh, one of the first books that will be released is How to Pick Your Venue. You know, and there's so many ins and outs based on what you need for your day. So yeah, it's a guideline on how to pick the right venue for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to brag on Brandy here too. 
Um, I know that she's told me that when people come and consult with her or get get a consult with you, that they walk out saying like, I had no idea that I needed to know those things. Or I have a list of however many questions I need to ask my family or I need to ask my venue or I need to ask my planner. Absolutely. And so like getting that expert help is can be can save you a ton of time and a ton of headache. So whether it's, you know, getting one of Brandy's books or just looking at a guide, like doing your research early is yes. is going to be huge and going to the the experts can be huge. Absolutely. One other thing I can recommend for venues, if you've got a couple in mind, do a venue tour and try and do it all in the same day. Okay. Um, take notes. Remember the smells. Remember, you know, and take pictures and then go home and assess it all. And then that's hopeful. But try and tour all of them in the same day. Then you know that wow factor when you hit it. Yeah. And I think one thing on when you're doing those is really go with your gut too. I think that if you yes. have a bad feeling, especially about the people, if the tour is, if they're pushing you along or you don't feel comfortable with the people, that is going to be critical on your day. And same thing with the vendors that you meet, um, but especially the venue, you know, I've heard that, you know, we had a bad feeling about it and then we went with the venue anyway because it looked, it had all of other things on the checklist. But if you have a gut feeling that there's really no harm in, in really kind of leaning into that and making sure. Absolutely. I think that People really second guess themselves when it comes to their wedding. It's a big day. It's an emotionally charged mm-hmm. event. And so um, they don't listen to their gut enough. And you're absolutely right. You, you, When you walk into that venue, it should feel easy. It should feel comfortable. They should be totally open to all your questions. Yeah. And they should be open to touring the whole facility and explaining how things roll out. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. And there's no shortage of venues in Colorado or... The options of getting a tent and finding a field. There's so many places that you can do it. So even though there are times when you, if you have one date, like you said, if you only have one date, it might feel like, oh my gosh, there's nothing available. Or if you want your wedding to happen within the next year, it might be, feel stressful, but there are options. There are definitely options. There are definitely options. And I will say Colorado is kind of unique in that there's a lot of beautiful locations and the answer is always no, unless you ask. You'd be surprised where we've pulled off some weddings. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And again, like do what you want to do. And if the, if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not going to feel right on your wedding day. So Absolutely. just emphasizing that again. Yes. Um, well, Brandy, thank you so much for getting people started on their wedding planning journey. I know that there's so much more to do and so much more to talk about and we could talk for hours and maybe we will. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for having me here. So how do people get in contact with you or, or how do they find your books? Right. The best way to reach me is on Instagram. Um, I have Day of Your Dreams by Brandy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be posting a lot. I do have a TikTok as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you're more than welcome to go to that. But uh, that's more fun content. But the real wedding content, you can message me, you can call me, you can reach me all through Instagram. That's the best way. Awesome. But as as more and more of your books come out, we'll have links in the show notes that everybody can take a look and highly recommend it. Like I said, I've worked with Brandy many times and it's been the smoothest weddings that are very unique, and um, we just would like to encourage you guys to have an awesome, low as low stress as possible. There's yes. some stress, but low stress and amazing. It's supposed to be you know. fun. Don't forget that. Oh, my it's gosh. It's supposed to be a blast. Fun. Yes, yes. We we always try to make it fun. So Absolutely. Well, Brandy, thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Colorado Wedding Podcast. We hope you found our tips insightful for planning your Colorado wedding. For all the free wedding planning tools, checklists, and guides, go to coloradoweddingguides.com. Don't forget to rate us on Apple and Spotify, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at CO Wedding Podcast. We appreciate you and hope you have the best wedding possible. See you next time.